Good afternoon, dear punctual Sangha. <laughs> I hope you're feeling well rested enough. So, this afternoon's Brahma Vihara is the third one, Mudita. Uh, and this is when metta meets happiness, good fortune, well-being. And in so doing, the heart recognizes good fortune and well-being and rejoices. And I imagine that there will be many moments of opportunity over the next week for us to do that. Lots of opportunity to see one another's happiness and take delight in it. So this word mudita... Hmm. It's related to pamoja, the word for gladness. And mudita is translated sometimes as sympathetic joy, which is a good translation in that it speaks to the way that the heart resonates with, recognizes the presence of Gladness, happiness. Sometimes it's translated as altruistic joy because it's generous. It, it has this capacity to rejoice in the good fortune of others. And sometimes it's translated as appreciative joy, which is another translation that I like because when something appreciates or is appreciated, value is added to it. So it's a kind of uh, potential amplifier of well-being or spreader of well-being. And so I'll just I'll say a few, a few more things about it before we just uh, go into a practice. So the kinds of the kinds of phrases, and again, you know, you can find your own if these ones don't resonate for you, but the kinds of phrases that might be expressions of mudita would be things like, may you enjoy the fruits of all your good deeds. Or, I appreciate your happiness and good fortune. I'm happy that you're happy. May your happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase and never end. So some areas where it can be challenging is when we see other people enjoying, apparently enjoying happiness. Uh, We know that that is in some way connected with, bound up with unskillful action or maybe even the direct fruit of unskillful action. And so 
it's really re remembering that mudita actually wishes beings have happiness and the causes of happiness so actually the rejoicing in people enjoying the fruit of their good actions probably the most the most the best kind of uh, good fortune to be enjoying it's also of course the opposite of envy and so it's a it's a really good antidote for this I would think of it as an ally of generosity. And, and also an antidote to discontent. So it helps us to appreciate the good fortune that is here, not just for others, but for ourselves. I think uh, learning to have mudita for oneself is a really... Uh, valuable for me has been a really valuable way to approach this also so we kind of can remove that whole measuring thing of do i or do they deserve this happiness and challenge our uh, the the mentality of stinginess or that contraction of the heart that goes around with the delusion that somehow there's not enough happiness to go around and that happiness or good fortune of another uh, will take something away from me. When we are feeling envy, we can, it's painful. And delusion thinks that we're uncomfortable because we don't have what the other person has. But it's not really our lack that is painful. It's actually the experience of envy itself. At least that's how it seems to me when I really look closely at what's happening. So envy tends to create comparisons, whereas mudita just includes and embraces the happiness that's there. So it's potentially limitless, that there are so many possible causes for happiness in the world. And practicing mudita, which because it's number three, generally gets less airtime than metta, actually is such a skillful antidote to the mind's negativity bias also. You know, we so tend to not spend as much time noticing, rejoicing in what happiness is here as we do kind of training the attention on what's wrong so the the near enemy of mudita is excessive merriment or overexcitement and you know we can see this like kids at christmas when you know, there's happiness, and at a certain point, it just tips into this kind of frenzy <laughs> of intoxicated happiness or elation. And, uh, and we can notice, you know, that, that energy sometimes in ourselves when we're kind of getting high on something. So it's balanced by equanimity, of course, and 
you know, we can use, as Kim was saying in her talk the other day, and we've probably said in other ways at other times, happiness is a really um, skillful on-ramp to the settling of the mind and concentration. So we can uh, practice this together and, as usual, inviting uh, someone into the mind's eye and somewhere, someone for whom it's easy to feel mudita, so possibly a good friend or a benefactor or even ourselves or just someone that we've kind of noticed that seems to be thriving and happy or enjoying some good fortune at the moment. So maybe kind of where it's easy because even the dearest person to us if they've if there's something that they've got that somehow agitates our sense of lack or envy uh, that might not be the easiest place to start so just start with something that's easy and yeah although envy is not a wholesome mind state it's an ungenerous mind state it's not um, without value to really notice it and own up to it because it can teach us a lot about what we actually want for ourselves you know, what is it that we value what is what does the heart really long for so there's that and just to say also that you know, we can practice mudita also with, of course, uh, four or however many legged beings. Um, there's probably you know, the animals around the place or our pets or whatever. Also, when we see them enjoying happiness, this can really uh, spark the heart. So just start with any being for whom it feels easy and... When it starts to feel not so easy, we can gently explore the edges of that. And if things get hard, come back to just compassion for ourselves and simple mindfulness. So let's tune into the frequency of Mudita together. And just start by really settling into your posture. And, and to the goodness of your intention in being here, being here right now to uh, cultivate, to Deep, deepen this connection to these beautiful heart qualities of the Brahma Viharas. This practice that is really for our own welfare and the welfare of all beings. Maybe even letting yourself tune into any sense of well-being or gratitude or appreciation that is, is right here for you now. 
allowing any tightness or tension that we find in the body to soften. To start to melt in the warm light of our awareness. This warm-hearted practice. Feeling the connection with the earth, with the the breath. Our sense of stability. And inviting into the mind's eye the image of any being that feels easy for you to bring to begin this practice of medita with. Maybe your friend or benefactor. Someone you can easily picture or know to be enjoying some aspect of happiness, well-being or good fortune. Picture them happy. If we too could spark, sense a spark of that well-being, to resonate with their well-being. And then we can drop in one or more of these phrases or some similar words of your own that feel appropriate, that speak to you. I'm happy that you're happy. May your happiness and good fortune continue.
May they increase and never end. So this isn't about a Nietzsche denial. (laughs) It's about the infinity of our wish, the unconditionality and the boundlessness of the heart in that space of medita. No limits on the happiness we could wish for each other. May you enjoy Really enjoy the fruits of all your good deeds, of your own goodness. I'm happy that you're happy. May your happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase and never end. May you enjoy the fruits of all your goodness. Just allowing whatever ripples spread from this dropping in of these thoughts or phrases, whatever ripples to be received in an open,
kindly awareness. You can continue by yourself and when you feel ready to invite another being, just exploring the range of possibilities. Many different occasions there might be for you to practice mudita. Lingering as long with anyone as it feels there's a aliveness and a juice to that practice. If it helps to stay local and grounded, you could go around your fellow yogis.
And as we continue with the practice, maybe we we recognize that just as we are, others also are a mixture. We all encounter the 10,000 joys and the 10,000 sorrows. And if we know that somebody's having a hard time, maybe we might feel it kind of inauthentic to catch them in a moment of happiness and not be attending to their difficulties. Maybe there's something about breathing life into the well-being that's here, that's valuable, that's precious. It's not a dishonoring of the fact that there's also sorrow. And that goes for us too.
if you find that continuing to train your gaze on the happiness of others is too intense or too it feels like there's too much excitement in the nervous system then just maybe bring to mind somebody enjoying a state of deep peace deep calm just allow awareness to kind of drop down below that more buzzy level of happiness to the deeper sense of well-being underneath and just be receptive to whatever sense of ease is here in this practice. If you haven't yet done so at some point, perhaps turning the gaze of mudita towards yourself. May I rejoice in whatever well-being I'm experiencing. May I enjoy the fruits of my good deeds. looking at yourself as if you were a dear friend. Appreciating your own goodness. Your own good fortune.
Wishing you many occasions for practicing mudita today and over the days ahead. May you have happiness and the causes of happiness. And may all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.